Yeah, this is Stegman uh, 1049er. We got a uh, APB out on some ore down on the down on the D line. Breaker Breaker One Nine. This is Rex calling for Stegman. Do you copy? Stegman, I copy. What what's the call, Rex? I uh, got a shipment of Robo Eucalyptus down for the uh, marsupial forge out west. I'm trying to shake these tailgating Dinonychus, though. Roger, Roger. Yeah, that Dinonychus will get you every time. All right, we should be able to. Uh, we'll, we'll pass ways up in uh, up in Easton. Uh, we can uh, we can make a trade off there if you want. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Do you got any good ore that I can uh, I can give to the wife and kids? I know that I know they're expecting something. Nah, uh, nah, I got attacked by some scrappers on the way up, so uh, I'm, oh, I'm just gotta, hauling my own ass and not much else. Gotta watch your bolts, man. It's just, it's a rough, it's a rough country out there. Yeah, I think it might well, be about speech. time for me to, to hang up this life and settle down with a nice, uh, nice tool who can fix me up right. Oh, you, I mean, I mean, you gotta watch out for those local rep tools. They're out for a joyride past curfew, actually. It looks like I'm picking up on your radar. It looks like they wanna, want you to honk your horn. <laughs> Can do. <laughs> ah, they're good kids. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm too old for that, though. I need, I need a bucket of bolts what has some mileage, you know what I'm saying? Oh, well, I hate to, I hate to think that I, I would take this route without being able to bug Stegaman at all hours of the morning, but, uh, tell you what, why don't we go hit Ton Ton's Big Ore Diner for a refuel at, before this long stretch of 66? Year te- <laughs> 66 million years ago. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> that there, there's nothing there like there's we, nothing there hey just like the show what do you point? know what do you know it's, it's exactly like the show it's just like <laughs> let's just staple a couple things we think are good together and just let it sit on the windowsill <laughs> for weeks oh geez i should probably See? clean that off <laughs> oh boy yeah you know what if i wait around the rain will get it <laughs> <laughs> oh look they're making friends great yep yep I, I I don't know. I feel like you did it. Like you did this to us. <laughs> Who me? Me? This wasn't. Yeah, I didn't do this. I I, I don't know. Like I want to give it more effort than that because I actually really liked this show. But uh... I mean, like how? Like <laughs> <laughs> like how can you do that with a straight face? You know, it, it just man, it got me. You know, it's well, like. Uh... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And I'm like, so a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, right before we recorded, I was like, hey, I can start at literally any time. And you're like, I got to watch one more episode. I'm like, there's no way that <laughs> you don't already know everything from just watching the theme song, really. <laughs> it does give you a lot to go on. Yeah. No, you know, I wanted to see how they get out of this one. Um, but yeah, yeah we're, we're talking about uh, dino trucks today. Yeah. Uh, welcome, everyone. My name is Ben. I'm Zane. And this is the Carton Cast, the podcast where we review old cartoons and see what we think of them as adults. The Carton Cast. Don't, go truck yourself. <laughs> Fix it. Crush it. Move it. Lift it. 
I'm gonna have to pay royalties. Damn it. We are dinos. <laughs> we eat the roads. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's great. That's that's probably like a new record for Aptro music. Actually, <laughs> you got it right away. Uh, but yeah, Zane, you chose this. Uh, so convince turns me. Out I was primed for this. It, this is this is for you. I was wondering who it was for. That's not I vaguely, true. It's for ten year I remembered. I was in a library and I walked past one of the books that the show is based on, and I think I actually sent you a picture. This would have been a few years ago, where I'm just like, hell yeah! <laughs> you sent me so like, much wild shit from 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 book pictures. I I can't sort it out from all the other razzmatazz you sent but, me. But yeah, like I like I said in a, a couple episodes ago, I was at uh, you know my my nephews. We were watching uh, watching some good old wholesome cartoons, and I gotta tell you, it, it works on me. Yeah, I, I I can see why. Because <laughs> well, you are a simple man. No, no, no. And you like pretty colors and obvious uh, uh, character models. The canny listener might ascertain that the show we're going to talk about has both dinosaurs and trucks. It's so obvious in retrospect that this should have been a show. But that's the, that's the thing is that... Kids love it's this not, shit. It's... it's it's unique in that it was created in this era, but like if you look with a wider scope, this has happened a lot of different times. They just they wisely in the past, not now, wisely in the past, used it sparingly and like didn't build the entire show around it. Oh, or you like when you you mean like mashups, like how Power Rangers mashed let up me, gang let violence me, and let, monsters? Let me unfurl my scroll here. So there's so much shit that does the dinos plus mech formula. It is insane. As you said, Power Rangers, which is yes. awesome, right? Like, and, and I know that's what probably endeared you to the show somewhat. Um, there's Mega Man X, which has a bunch of animals that happen to be robots. It's pretty similar. It's great. Uh, Beast Wars is is a fairly Classic. prominent example. Of Zoids, that. I assume. I think that Zoids is probably like lower. It's 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 a lower tier. I'm amazed how much we know about Zoids, despite knowing nothing about Zoids. And it's just on Toonami, you know. Like I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna know a little bit about things <laughs> yeah, on Toonami. Low variants, right? I, I knew about Zoids, and I knew about Tenchi Muyo. Um, there's a uh, Mecha Godzilla. You know, he, he's one of the big Godzilla enemies, and I feel like they every so often try to trap him, fight some sort of mechanical kaiju. Yeah, put some bolts on there. And my most recent favorite example is the game Horizon Horizon Zero Dawn, which is. Uh, pretty awesome how it's constructed it like basically makes this whole world as like this is the fallout of an industry that uh of an ai kind of a construction project gone amok mm-hmm. where like you know it was it was originally intended not to kill humans but fourth law of robotics <laughs> you know fourth law of robotics is just kill humans yeah <laughs> I mean, and it fifth always laws, like don't be concerned if any of the laws, uh, you know, yeah, contradict yeah. each other. <laughs> fifth laws, uh, you know, sort of in whatever order you please. <laughs> Sixth law, hey, look over there. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. But the, but the thing I think you're so missing much here. shit that is dinos and mech already. So, but what you're missing is all, most of those deal with it as uh, some sort of combat thing, right? Like we're using mechs and yeah they look like animals or dinos or something but we, we want them for combat i'm reading um a book series uh, uh called uh, leviathan it's a it's an alternate history of the world where um back in darwin's day he figured out how to clone things and then the other 
countries in the world were like, that's dangerous. Let's get some mechs up in here. So it's World War One plus, you know, monsters and robots, and it's pretty baller. I feel like that's too many, like, you know, you know, uh, sci-fi too many, hooks. <laughs> too many Zane sleeper agent activation words. Yeah, like, yeah, there's too many hooks in that. Like, just pick one, man. It's it's really good. But the thing is, it it brings you into the world because the things they make aren't just for war. They're they're for making people's lives better the same way technology is used uh, in real life. And the thing about this show is that we've never seen this with construction vehicles before, which like... And kid, pump the brakes. Kids love construction vehicles and pump they're the using brakes. it for building, not for pump fighting. the brakes. That is I, exactly what I'm talking about here. I can't pump the brakes. My arms are too small as I am a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> His Rex. cute little fucking arms. No, like... <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the mashup of Dino to Mech. I'm talking at the mashup mashup of Dino Mech to Bob the Builder. That's what I'm talking about here. That that whoa, is whoa, the whoa. banal. You got your Reese's in my. You got your chocolate in my <laughs> peanut butter. That is this show. It and makes so much sense. It it makes sense if you're trying to sell toys, which is why this exists. I. But it's based on a book series, so it's it's not the usual order of things. It got picked up because it was trying to sell toys. That's right. But but my point is that like the pedigree it, is is higher. It is, it is exactly that and nothing else. I don't think you recognize how far that gets you. <laughs> I, I guess this is pretty subjective. We're getting very much into the final wrap up of this, this episode <laughs> pretty pretty early. But like, what I found was that it when you take both of those odds and ends and paste them together and then don't like explore that territory at all it's just like it it felt to me like power rangers except no teenagers and replace villain of the week with construction project of the week that's so good though (laughs) i I, and you like it just there's just nothing there's there's no heart to it well, if it makes you feel better, I have um, an opportunity for conversation later where we can talk about how on earth this situation could have evolved. Yes, that, that's what I'm waiting for. That's that, that, that's what I'm... All right, so let's knock down the I'm other ready walls. To, I'm ready to tango. <laughs> let's knock down some walls and put in a jacuzzi and, and get there. Uh, so Dino Trucks, Dino Trucks ran on Netflix from 2015 to 2018. It was based on the book series by Chris Gall, and it is made by DreamWorks. Uh, they had a few extra seasons tacked on, known as Dino Trucks Supercharged, where they gain superpowers for some reason. Yeah, yeah, didn't didn't check that out at all. Like, we already have too many gimmicks. Like, <laughs> we already have too many gimmicks and not enough like writing. And like you say, you know, it, it's it's a everybody come together, use your talents to solve a problem type thing. And it's also like, hey, dinosaurs like land before time all the different races come together to learn to get along get that fucking word get those fucking words out of your mouth <laughs> don't, don't, don't don't use don't say land before time in the same breath that try as dino trucks you see you then, sick during, man during the mechazoic era the, the dino trucks and the reptiles have to have to learn to get along and i'm yeah. fascinated why they didn't before here's the thing this the, so the plot construction of this show is that you have what was the name of the the main character like they all have just dumb pun what if a dino was a truck names ty tyrex tyrex tie trucks the the tie trucks uh there was like the anklodumposaurus or whatever the hell there's like the sky like aloe sky crane or some some shit like it's just all paste craneosaurus yeah yeah but you have a few of them and for 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 whatever reason you know, Ty, 
the 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 Tasmanian tiger has the the odd notion of hey what if everyone worked together in a ecological way that made no sense at the time nor does it make sense in even in terms of machinery um and and for so they 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 make a land before time esque kind of clan like this flock of like a bunch of different kinds like the the, the I, I was actually kind of interested in this show from the first episode because they they set it up as oh you stick to your own kind you know it you was stick very to your own kind but then it was in very the face Sarah of ecological in, disaster they learned to band together yeah and like it just they're they're so they're uninteresting apart and they're no more <laughs> interesting together well but, it's but, what they do yeah right and so if, if you if you peel away all of the extremely banal personalities. What you have is a plot where you're trying to express that friends can both be different, can argue, and they can still be fr- like it's a very common sense media kind of show. If yeah, you yeah. ignore the violent aspects of it, which are there, um, I just I didn't like any of them, and I didn't think that they were that interesting either separately or together. And yeah, that, I mean, that just took me out of the message of hey, let we're we are good friends. It's, it's not the characters so much as the situations that I think uh, drive the drive the show forward. Right. So, so that's the other part of this plot is that once an episode, they have this monster of the week format that happens to be a construction project. They're all doing like their they, they they all do their like collective barn raising once an episode of oh we I gotta, love it we got to build something. It's my favorite part of the episode. It, it's the only it's the only part of the episode <laughs> and and so that they all band together and like. You know, the rep tools will sketch out the schematics that I was constantly wondering how the dino trucks had, like, the abstract cognitive capacity to understand that that wasn't just a rock with squiggles on it. But that's for another conversation, well, I suppose. Well, they've learned speech. They're clearly sentient. I don't know, man. That's it, it, those it's are just like how, and whistles. It's like the cars and cars had, like, ice cream. <laughs> they had ice cream? I'm pretty sure. No, they had sushi. Sidebar. What? Is that worse? That, it is far worse. <laughs> Because someone had to prepare that, like, in front of them. They couldn't right. have just found it. So I, I think, know. you know, it, similar to cars, it might be a situation where, like, humans had equipment that they gave limited sentience to, and then over the years they evolved into one being. No, I mean, like, you know, shut up. That's not true. That can't be true. Like, I, 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 I appreciate you trying to get me invested in this by, like, giving me some loose historical oh how did this come about kind of thing to latch on to there's nothing there's no way to get there (laughs) and there's kind of no way to get out either right they they drop you in it and accept you to expect you to accept the premise these are (laughs) truck dinosaurs everyone I, i am a little disappointed that after the first season they didn't seem to be building their society that much oh you thought it was gonna be like terranigma where you gotta like build the civilization like like or or like dr stone yeah, okay, so I did bring up Dr. Stone. That's okay. the anime version of this, where they're pretty boys instead of dinosaur robots. Oh, do you think that the, that the final like tier of tech for these guys would be to create humans? Ooh, and then the humans go inside them, and it's not like a sex thing? Yeah, it'd be, it would be like a Battlestar Galactica finale, but uh, it would be less dumb. Man, what if, what if Big O was the one who had the memory issues and the, like character uh dynamics instead of the little guy driving him god damn it now you got me back to interested you spun <laughs> me back you spun me back around from scornful to interested 
Or, or no, it's like how uh, Zim is the little uh, brain sack instead of the body. Oh, sure. Or the um, the uh, the king in yellow. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So in Doctor Stone, like, there's this science man, and he, uh, you know, solves the problem of technology using his know-how, and he builds a society, and and you enjoy that series of growth that that kind of progression here and it's well, much more self-contained it's like we have a very limited problem none of us can figure it out on our own but together we can arrange rocks and ore and stuff to make a bridge the Usually doctor a bridge. stone comparison is actually not that bad because it also has this theme of we need many people to do these construction projects just knowing how to do it isn't enough we also need like cooperation of a civilization and both properties also tap into an ingrained, we've talked about this before, this ingrained kind of uh, love of science and technology and construction that kids seem to have before we beat yeah. it out, out of them with tests. And it's, and it's you know, very common to see it with science, but I think engineering typically gets the short stick and, like, mm. I think they do a lot eh. of it here. I mean, you know, backpedal on that. There's Legos, there's Erector sets. Oh, yeah, but I mean in terms of cartoons. Sure. And Just because the concepts are a bit harder to, like, communicate without the hands-on aspect. I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like uh, the Lego movie. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I feel like that did that re- that execution really well of the the main superpower in this world is being able to build with Legos. <laughs> and, like, they make a big deal out of that, you know? Yeah, but um, that's... So this is the thing that I like about this show in terms of, like, yeah, it's, it's Monster of the Week. But when you look at... Uh, you know, Power Rangers, oh, they learned a lesson and they grew as people. Here, they learned a lesson and they built this sick garage. Yeah, I, I don't, I, you know, like the, the building aspect of it on its own is fine. I have no real problem with them, like a bunch of dinosaurs building <laughs> It's shit. the fact that they made a show around it. Yeah, kind of. Like they just, <laughs> it, it, you want to watch, you want to watch that Discovery show, uh, how they made pennies. Yes. And you just watch him come off the conveyor belt. Yeah, and you can have like an adorable little like Mr. DNA like yep. on the screen telling me all about it. That's fine. Yep. I just uh it's it's I don't know for for me as a, you know, not 10-year-old, the interesting part of this is watching things build stuff and they created this kind of framework of a robo truck society and did nothing with it. And that right. just, that was just like what a, it's just I don't know. It's such a cog tease. It it its reach exceeded its grasp. Yeah, I don't know. Like because just, of the tiny arms, you see. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get a lot of good puns in this. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, the 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 main problem I had with this show is that it was like purporting to also be a let's come together as friends to solve to like you know. We yeah, are also we, very good friends, and they're just not good friends. Yeah, communist propaganda, working together, we ensure a bountiful harvest. I, I, think, I think you're going down a different road. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let, let's just leave it for now. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll come back around to my point later. But anyway. Yeah, and, and we, we, we don't have to spend too much time on the characters, because they are pretty one-note. Honestly, I didn't even write them down. <laughs> like, <I> just, <laughs> like, they're, they're... Well, our, our main crew of five, um, uh, you know, it's kind of like a Power Rangers thing. The, the leader of the bunch, you know him well, it's uh, Ty, this um, Tyrannosaurus trucks with like a, like a, what's that thing called? Wrecking ball on his tail. Yeah, and, and his big deal, his big steez is that he's a race pervert, and or a species pervert, and that he, you know, He's wants, building his harem. Yeah, he, he wants to, he wants to, you know, he, he wants to befriend people outside of his own type, his own kind. 
Well, you see, Ben, and that's it. The, the Tyrannosaurus that's trucks the are very—they're loners and they're very territorial, being at the top of the food chain. And we see this in his nemesis, Destructs. Um, I couldn't give less of a shit about this scene. Well, no. See, here's the thing, though, because Ty, you know, he's not—he's he, a loner, but not by choice. Uh, and he wants to make friends and build things. Destructs is like, as long as everybody's off doing their own thing, I'm in charge. It's a balance of power. And he hates the concept of building because it's only by working together and making something greater than themselves that they can stand a chance against him. And then he has to bring a, a you know, together his group of misfits and these like evil anti versions of the heroes. And they just keep messing it up because like they don't understand the power of friendship. Man, I don't understand the power of their friendship. I don't think that it's there for one <laughs> well, thing. You see, they live together. They're, they're they are more like roommates than <laughs> no, friends. They, they park in a garage together. They call <laughs> it the garage. They don't live. It's very particular. Um, yeah, it's, it's like just none of it. The, the characters are, these are like, I think this is like the least I have ever cared about a cast. <laughs> ben, we just did Lloyd in Space. I know. Dude, I fucking know. <laughs> Great, um, granted, that had some, some, some rough like side characters, but like Eddie, hey, come on. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, you, you, had, you had a kick-ass mom. The that, Eddie that's the other show. thing that is that they're, they're, they're a bunch of friends, but there's, there's nothing that, uh. I, I can't care about. I don't have any idea what age they are. I don't have any idea. Well, they're dinosaurs. But like, I'm trying to relate to them as a human person would relate to another thing with an intelligence and eyes and shit. And I, I they don't have. They don't seem to have families. They don't seem to have like permanent homes of any sort. So it's this very strange combination of let's you know exist in this new wonderful world. And then also yeah. treat it as it's total as though it's totally normal, and that I should just be chill with that. Yeah, it's it's a setting without a context. The, yes, and that's why Doctor Stone is so good is because they <laughs> tell you they you know the context just yeah. by existing as a it human. It was Earth all along. It was Earth all along. They're humans. You know where humans come from. They even tell you that like there was a catastrophe. There was some cataclysm. I don't know no cataclysm. I don't know no <laughs> there, cataclysm. There was a bad time, and now we're trying to make the good times. Yeah, it's was very there, relatable. Yeah, was there, Zane? <laughs> like, when was the bad times? <laughs> no, I'm saying in Dr. Stone. Here there was definitely... No, well, the the, was the it, volcano, right? <laughs> that wasn't the beginning of Dino Trucks. Where did they... <laughs> I, I've never... So, two firsts. I've never cared this little about a cast of characters, and I've never had so many questions in the first five <laughs> seconds of a, of a show. <laughs> Yeah, because like he he goes and tries to help people escape the volcano, and they're like, "Don't talk to him. He's a bad dino because he's not one of our dinos." Yeah, and then all the racism is dropped by the second episode. <laughs> Hardheads don't talk to long necks. Yeah, that's right. Oh, um, so Ty is voiced by Andrew Francis, who was Julian the street urchin in Cyber Six. Oh, really? Yep. There, uh, there were just some really fun, like very niche voice actor things in this, so I wrote them down. Yeah, I I did recognize that uh Tun Tun, the uh the the the, the neighborhood, you know, surfer dude, D student. Um <laughs> yeah, it it is Matt Hill, uh who is the voice of Ed in Ed, Ed and Eddie. And he comes a, out sometimes. He's doing a Greg Sipes impression as far as yeah, I he, can tell. He he hides it. He hides it in Greg Sipes. It's it's the <laughs> they had a baby. It was mechanical and it was also a dump truck. <laughs> and this is the, the voice. The that it Ed has. does come out from time to time. It does. I, I only, 
I thought it was Greg Sipes for the first two episodes I watched, and then the third one I watched, which mm-hmm. I only watched three. And to be honest, it was more like two and a quarter. Um, then I, then <laughs> I was I, off doing other things. I honestly just couldn't focus. Um, the pain th- ain't going to dry itself. That, that's that's when uh, that's when that's when the ad came out on that one. Um, and uh, you know he he doesn't get a ton of characterization. Neither does uh, Dozer, voiced by Brian Drummond, who we saw as Satis in Oban Star Racers, uh, probably better known as Vegeta. Mm. And the summary line the that dub? Uh, I think so, yeah. Oh man, that's a good voice. What's he doing but here? He's he's getting a paycheck on a Netflix show for for children. Those motherfuckers at Team Four Star must have made it hard for him to get work. <laughs> God but, damn it! But uh, the summary of these two uh, characters is uh, Tonton says, "Hey man, two boguses don't make a gnarly." Dozer's <laughs> just, just like get the fuck away from me <laughs> and dozer says i have no idea what you just said but you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> that is their entire dynamic yep. and they make a big point out of like having them interact a lot i think that they perceive that dynamic to be a big laugh line and it probably is no for I, that age range i don't know like we've watched a bunch of other stuff with like young kids and there's better laugh like in arthur there's better laugh lines than that. These are all like very groan worthy. Mm-hmm. I know? mean, they're, they're they're a little bit better than Garby the Garbosaurus. <laughs> Gar- uh, Garby's not so good. The he's... garbage garbage truck uh, thing. Yep, yep. He's uh, he's just toilet humor because we, yeah, need, we needed a character for it. I do want to talk about that episode though because that was wild. Which episode? The one where uh, they meet the garbage truckosaurus and uh, he accidentally eats Revit. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so like I guess we should explain Revit first. Yeah, so Revit is uh, Richard Ian Cox, who voiced Inuyasha and later seasons Boy Ranma. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He uh he he reminded me of um uh Double D actually a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and he's yeah. got a lot of David Hyde Pierce energy to him. Yeah, I, he well they didn't let him speak in contractions. Oh, uh, that, that would do it. Yeah, that's how you establish <laughs> characterization for a rep tool. But Love he's that. Definitely... Hey. Quick note, I love that. Love Rep, what? Reptool as like this is the the phylum for mm-hmm. for this for type for, like cuz they don't have nothing here. They just don't do anything with the cool parts of it. <laughs> like you have an entire two you have an entire kingdom of species. You don't talk about the fact that there are trees but not like robot trees. There's so much here that I would love to be able to talk about but they never interact with any of them. Um there if you go onto the uh, Dino Trucks wiki, it talks about Dino Trucks and Reptools, but like since all of the people commenting are like 7, <laughs> they like every page is just like, "Hey, please remember don't just add in your own fan creation descriptions like we're only going by stuff on the show." Yeah. Stop being damn kids. Yeah. Reptool is a cool guy, and I like him a lot. He has a tank for a tape measure, and I don't know. Maybe sometimes he gets along with Dozer, and sometimes he doesn't get along with Destructs, and he has a hard time because things are going to step on him, but he sometimes can burrow in, and he's really useful. I like him, I guess. Yep, that's pretty good. That, <laughs> yeah. That's about right. <laughs> Just fucking yeah. run on sentences. And, uh, and we'll get Making to the... Making fun of seven-year-olds, you guys. <laughs> we will get to the ramifications of this, like, these two things of equal sentience have, like, a... A th- one to one hundred scale difference. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> it's like the secret of Nim. 
<laughs> but um, Revit, I think, is is my favorite character. He is very smart and crafty. He just has like a really interesting design where the, his uh, oh, he's, he looks he great. He kind of looks like a like an iguana or a chameleon. He's got a, He's like an iguana, and then like the the thing is, like all of these designs are great. <laughs> like like I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. They, they're they're selling toys they and they look, look they they look like good toys. But yeah. Revit's is particularly good because he has these like um you know adaptive screwdriver heads on his back as spikes uh-huh. and also as a horn. And we see him like eat a fly and the fly is like a drill bit and yeah. then he pops that in as his drill bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, so you there's get just enough sense of fasc- like the ecology to confuse you. I, well, there's there's just enough sense to like get me really upset that they don't do anything else. <laughs> right. Like uh, I want I want to know where these drill bit flies come from. I want to know in, how they reproduce. In the episode where he gets eaten, we we see his journey through Garby's uh, stomachs and Garby the the garbage truck source. Um, he can eat rocks. Everybody else needs this fine ore, but he can just eat rocks. And we see his digestive process, which is just a bunch of, you know, hammers and saws and things just to break up the rocks. There's no extraction phase. It's just clearly processing rocks from one end to the other. Sure. Like, I don't care. Like, like, it's, it, <laughs> like it's so close. It's so close to, to, making being, sense. to being any cool at all. Right. But like that, that and that's maybe that's like the design philosophy that I'm having a problem with. I'm having a problem with like what it failed to create. And you're having a problem with it from like the other end. It's like they consulted engineers, but no biologists. Yeah, it does kind of feel like that. And they clearly (laughs) consulted, like, I don't know, maybe not engineers, but I don't know. It it feels like they knew what they were doing in terms of, like, every every episode needs a construction project. How can we lead into that? It it felt like they they Mm -hmm. knew how to set that up. I don't know. The construction phase of this, in every great, you know, card game, there is a... hang on just a second. Also, there is a Cranosaurus, Skya. She's the girl. Are we good? Yep. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like I hate I hate to gloss over the girl character like that, but that's what she. That's that's what they're like in a lot of kid shows, and that's really I'm just watching for Ty and Revit. And if I'm being honest, I'm just watching for Revit. It's just Revit. Like I don't care about (laughs) Ty. Ty is just a slightly more tolerable Tun Tun. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I, I lost Sky my. Sky is actually the best, one of, one of the better ones, but just they just don't do a lot. Who is? Skya. She, I, I like. I fine. like her because she's not actively annoying. That that like a consider that bar for success that you're you know setting there <laughs> though. Look what you, look at what this show made you do. I like it. Sorry, <laughs> you were saying something about context. I don't give a shit anymore. Let's just move on. <laughs> Uh, so their villain is Destruct, uh, Paul Dobson, who we've heard as Enzo from Reboot. Why? Like, I don't know. I can't hear it. Like, uh, I think that was, he must have been a child actor at the time, and it's been too yeah. long. It's been like ben, 20 years. His name is Dee's Trucks. Dee's Trucks, baby. I, I saw very little Truck Nuts references. Oh, why Why didn't I say that? Why, didn't, why wasn't that in the intro? I chose not to okay well that's a good reason that's that's Uh, the same reasoning that every trucker should use and yet and yet so those are the characters um yeah let me just say real quick please i i I want to summarize because we went through those very quick and my summary is this we had to there's nothing to them there's like you can summarize them in a like 
a uh, characterization, a, a, a you know, a stereotype, I suppose. Like they have for the, for as the much well character characters. as an early Final Fantasy. Mm, not even like <laughs> I couldn't tell you what. Uh, d- tell me, tell me what Ty's personality is. Oh, he's a good dude. I'm I'm into it, man. <laughs> Let's build. Um, yeah. It's, hey, what if we work together more? Yeah, that, that's the only reason I liked Revit is because just like the, the, everybody else was so bland and and personalityless, with the exception of Tun Tun, who just has a shitty personality. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's. Like, the reason that we're glossing over them so hard is because they're just really boring. Mm-hmm. Really boring. With ex- the exception of Revit. And, but I think in a better show, he would actually not shine nearly as much. However, it must be said, they look amazing. They, <laughs> they look, look so, so good. <laughs> good. I love what Ty's eyes are like. I love that kind of, like, glassy sheen that you have on headlamps. They it is have- so good. They the the textures on their metal it looks worn but like clearly they take care of it they have battle damage mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. they have a weight to them it's it's the difference between like having a bunch of knights in armor from something like uh, I'm trying to think of a of, of a sword fantasy setting that is like a little bit more plastic than uh, like, than something but you're gritty. not thinking of King Arthur and the Knights of Justice no I'm th- yes exactly King Arthur and the Knights of Justice <laughs> armor versus like berserk armor. Yeah. It's that difference. Is is like you can tell which one is worn regularly. Yeah, and, and because they, this is yeah. like a Lego style, you can go out and buy this. Oh, of course. I mean, you have to be able to. That's how the show works. <laughs> but like, I, I do like the way that it like kind of feels lived in, and they support that through the actual plot structure, which is sometimes they get damaged, and it's like pretty obvious and pretty like, I don't know. Yeah, and like it. You can because they're engineered really well. When something goes wrong, you can see what the problem is. Like they communicate that information pretty efficiently. But then it brings up another problem, which is clearly these things exist and are animals. What did they do before they figured out how to work together? Did they just die? I I I would love to know if they actually even like lived. Like <laughs> it it feels as though they were created from the ether they were they were pulled in from some other dimension and then just dropped here and we're looking at them on day one that is what it feels like it does not feel like they have lived in this environment (laughs) at all Mm -hmm. and like that that is you know not the only weakness of the show but as i said i think the character like the character the character work on this is very 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 poor very lacking (laughs) but i think the biggest issue that i had with it is just the ontology needs some more fleshing out all right so do we want to get into this tangent let's of how do these it. things might have evolved let's do it let's do it so one of the interesting parts of this is you know classical dinosaur you know geekology first you got to separate them into your herbivores and your carnivores that has been ignored <laughs> you got you got yep. your trucks and you got your rep tools well and let's let's think of why that is is because if we have like this herbivore carnivore thing if you're a kid, you're looking at dinosaurs. I like this one and this one. I don't really care how they're like related to each other. Yeah, you know, yeah, like I don't like, want one to be a good guy like and one the, to be a bad the guy. The character and the prey character, and one eats the other. You're you're, yeah, you're there, kind of screwed no matter what. There's, there's some child stress you're dealing with there. And yet, if you're just trying to like see your favorite dinosaurs in a show, they just need to exist together, and that needs to be okay. And sometimes one's a T-Rex and the other is a Stegosaurus. Now it's. 
it's weird because there is still a predator role. Um, the scrap eaters, which are not sentient, <laughs> like like scrapodactyls or or like scrap velociraptors, those monsters. They're they are they're mindless vermin. killing machines. They're mindless killing machines. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they talk about scrapodactyls like Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> talks about bears <laughs> in B movie. Like this B is like bears don't oh, I have thought you any meant, like in sense Seinfeld, and I was trying no to think of what morality. bit that is. Yeah, <laughs> he's just chatting with Kramer. Listen, I've got a real bone to pick with bears. I would say this on stage, but it's not a laughing matter. Nah, nah, Jerry. You got to use them. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> they can be for you or against you. <laughs> <laughs> you sound very chill, Kramer. Um, yeah. but but one thing I like about this development actually is like. It, when, if it's predator prey, you have a hero versus villain story. Because they're looking for scrap, it's more of like how do we survive the elements and not get eaten eventually? Like they're able to like have discussions and like okay, here's the plan, here's what we're going to do, and you don't have to like you can communicate that to the audience without worrying out about like oh no, the enemy's going to find out. Uh, Zane, did you say Land Before Time earlier? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you say it again? The Land Before Time. Don't you dare talk about Land Before Time. But <laughs> since you brought it up, I might as well make this comparison. Oh, like how the Sharp Tooth was a mindless killing machine. <laughs> well, there's that. The, the, the old flipperoo. <laughs> well, there's that. Although I think you could make a pretty compelling argument that he wasn't actually mindless in that, but that he was just, he was a predator and had no need to talk. Yeah, he um, was a lone wolf. Yeah, he was a destruct. But the thing that you were saying about like the nature of a survival story is so much more real in land before time because yeah. of the that they set it up they're like this was a land it everything was fine then there's this fissure shit is drying up because uh that's just the way that uh you know the herd has to move on scar you mm -hmm. know it, they, they set up why we're in a catastrophe right so you yeah, do it's feel not day there's, one. there's some stakes there. There's some stakes and there's some, I know how animals work. I know that they must feed in order to exist. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's information that you don't need to convey usually because like, yeah, it's animals. Here they definitely need it too. Well, I mean, and they, and they do in terms of like, how much does a kid need to know? They eat or they're clearly hungry. Like they they're, they might as well be animals, but they, there's no tone of a survival story like there is in Land Before. Like that's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. We're already yeah. primed to be like, oh, God, what? Remember how we, we were talking in Land Before Time that, like, we were terrified that they wouldn't be able to eat. Like, we, right. like yeah, that's a very real feeling when yeah, we, they we were see watching a tree. They're their, like sim hunger meter. I know. And it's so much better than like a digipet where, like, you just you see the number go down. It's like yeah. you're, you're concerned for these people that you've been following who are clearly dying of starvation. And that's that's pretty big. And there's just, there's nothing to it there because this is a kid show in an era that kids, like, need to be able to watch. They can't feel star starvation stress in their cartoons. Yeah. Well, concern is an interesting way to frame it because, like, they they have life-threatening situations. It's like, it's oh, no. It's never phrased like a life-threatening situation, Zane. You're, you're drowning in tar, but the state, like... The stakes don't feel high. Yeah, Hans Zimmer's we not don't playing. Know what that means. <laughs> there, yeah, I, I don't remember who the who the uh, the song uh, the the sound producer was for for Land Before Time. James but Horner. Like, 
was it John, James Horner? Probably. But like certain death situations are interspersed with pretty casual dialogue. Yeah, in, in the first episode, they have. Do you? This was like pretty jarring as a kid, and I know we're doing that constant like comparing movie to TV thing. That isn't fair. But I remember as a kid in Land Before Time being pretty like pretty shocked and pretty affected by Petrie drowning in tar because he's mm. freaking the fuck out, and it's really dire music. Yeah. Whatever you understand about whether this thing has sentience is, is not really the point. When you're intaking that as a kid, you are you are mirroring the emotions that are being told to you, right? And mm-hmm. what is happening here is, in the first episode, Dozer somehow ends up in tar because I'm a gruff dude, and I wasn't looking where I was going, because gruff dude. And so <laughs> they all have to be like, all right, time for our first construction project um, and to, to get him out of the tar. And they're taking a while because they have to because it's a construction project. And I don't remember exactly what he says, but it's something to the effect of sooner would be better than later. Pip, pip. Yeah. Chop, chop, chop. You know, and it's it's triumphant music because we're solving the problem. We're constructing things. But it it never turns dire. Yeah, you know that it will take as long as it needs to and it'll work out. It's like, um, like in superhero plots, like you'll see the certain death situation but you'll also get the comedic and casual conversation. But they're superheroes, and you know they'll pull it out in the end. Here, they're just kind of like normal people in a society where you assume everybody's constantly dying. Not, what, what do you mean? Because like, I, I didn't feel like everyone was constantly dying. and At least that's not what the... That's not what the show communicated to me. Uh, not constantly dying, more like the show doesn't communicate any way that they could have survived before this point. It, it lacks... The tone of a survival narrative it lacks the context of a survival narrative yeah like i don't know how well they're doing and yeah and like it, <laughs> the, well i mean like it's not merely that the survival narrative is not there and the survival tone is not there it's not merely that it doesn't seem like a dire circumstance they start most episodes playing fucking football like mm-hmm. they, they don't treat the world that they're in as a survival story because it's not it's right. not so like I have to assume that everything's chill. And when everything is chill, then it, it all it can be is a monster of the week format. And the, the 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 structure of dinosaurs and trucks are now here and it's the paleo Paleozoic <laughs> era and like there's a lot of stuff it, it, I really would know, love context for, but they just want to play football and and build bridges. In a, in it's a it's a type of story that makes sense if you want kids with their toys to be able to emulate it, right? And, and I get it. I'm not the target audience. I understand that. It's just it's very, it was hard for me to sink into this show, and I'm 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 glad that you did because I'm glad that you enjoyed yourself. I just don't see how you did it. It just looked. It was just really cool. It just looks cool. Yeah, that, like that's, they're, they're just they're and revving I, around and they're like, hey, we're gonna build these. Uh, you know, oh, we we got stuck to this magnetic ore mountain. Uh, we need to break that off, and then to escape without getting like stuck to the walls, we're gonna make like skateboards out of magnets so that we can repel against the walls and just like streamline out of here. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, and and my my high ma- high minded philosophical ass is always gonna lose that argument because it does fucking look cool. Like, I <laughs> I know it does. <laughs> it just and it I- frustrates me that it looks cool and it's terrible. <laughs> Ty's like, you know, whirling his wrecking ball around and like it gains momentum so satisfyingly. Yeah, I mean, it was made it like, I mean, this is breaking up on the whole uh, moratorium of uh, that that we have about doing cartoons that are too late because it looks great because it's from 2015. 
Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's 3D very, CGI, and it's done well. It's recent, you know? It's It looks good. They know what they're doing, and it's like the technology is there to make everything move pretty, pretty... Not realistically, that's not really the right way to put it, but you you know what I'm talking about. It, it, it provides a sort of immersion, not in the sense that, like, the setting makes any sense, but in the sense that, like, oh, we're doing 3D models. Of course, whatever perspective the camera takes, the scale is going to be consistent because mm-hmm. they're 3D models. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you know, they they zoom in on the uh, when whenever they zoom in on uh, Revit or one of the other rep tools, and they're like looking up at Ty or whatever. It it, it does sell that sense of scale. It does mm-hmm. you know sell the the height differential, which is going to be necessary there. There's a good sense of momentum on all the, and there has to be. There's a good sense of momentum on all the Dino Truck tools that they use to solve the problems. Because you, like- you want them to feel cool. So th- this show is kind of like, you know, an old beat-up truck that they, uh, you know, fixed up and made look nice. Yeah, but it still gets like eight miles to the gallon, man. Yeah, go- I'm going, you know, I- I'm not going to drive it around. I want to keep it on my lawn because it <laughs> reminds just, me of the just, good days. Just keep it there to look at. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, it's actually I, not a bad analogy. I got the first base in that truck. I ain't selling it for shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a family heirloom. That's a... What was it in, in Life with Louie? Wasn't that one of the episodes? Yes. Where, 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 where Louie Anderson as a small child with the voice of Louie Anderson, but deeper somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was, was, was talking about how his dad, like, it's a, it's a legacy car. <sighs> the Rambler. The Rambler. It's a classic. <laughs> Man, I miss Life with Louie. More than this? Are you kidding me? Of course. <laughs> I'm just pulling your strings. You're, 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 just, you're just yanking my chain. Yeah, so you're the chain is connected to a, like a longer conveyor belt, and you can really see how that works. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it does look cool. It just it feels like it gets real dressed up, real dolled up, and has nowhere to go. You know? Mm-hmm. It, it has sold me on watching a piece of action in this. But then the but action is them playing football and solving a problem that is new each episode, and it doesn't say anything about the characters or, like, how their lives are, and I don't know anything no, about but that. I, you know, I like the way that they solve the problems, though, right? It's a very engineering mindset. Like, I don't yeah. care who's involved in this. I care about, you know, part point A, point B, let me figure out a way to get there. Okay, and, and yeah, the credit where credit is due. It, it looks... Like, if we're breaking this down into pieces, then... Clearly, the part where they're solving a problem by building a thing is awesome. Let, let's <laughs> let's 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 explain this a little bit because I think this, this warrants a mention. Generally, mm-hmm. they need to do a thing. They're lost in the desert because some fucking dumb stuff happened. Destruct is trying to waylay them because he's a Power Rangers villain, but and so they are, they get lost in the desert. Uh, they have to construct a small tower so that Skya can walk up it and see really far to see which way out of the desert they can go. So they start figuring it out. They're like, okay, this is what we got to do. Revit, the little rep tool, love it. Um, he goes over onto like a just nearby blackboard in prehistoric times. He just picks out a rock and starts sketching with his little drill bit and comes up with a schematic. And yeah, that's my favorite part. That's why I like. <laughs> that's why I like Revit so much. Where where, the, where this uh, you know tiny guy that all of the gigantic things look down on, and he explains to them, okay, you stand over there, you go over there. I am the overseer. Yeah, it's it's bend like, to my whims. I don't know. It felt a little bit more like Breakfast Club, where like all the uh, people who are everybody by the end of the movie is like, you know, we just like kind of started a romance here we kind of want to fuck behind those bookcases hey nerd do you want to do our essay for us 
I'm not seeing how this is like Breakfast Club. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just, the Land Before just, Time connection was a lot more it's like... It's just a rough moment for me. I don't know. Just There's just more there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so he, he tells them what to do. Yep. And they build it. Yeah. And maybe there will be like a, an issue there. Maybe like, oh, we can't build it out of this because this thing lacks stability. You know, and they do a very stock standard kind of everybody <laughs> has their own function... Uh, narrative like a very common mm-hmm. sense media narrative here of earlier on the, in the episode somebody is going to be problematic for whatever reason you know uh ton ton will be way too full of energy and he's like rocking around and he breaks some shit but mm-hmm. it turns out maybe he's the only one who can do a thing right yeah because he's got he's, he's got enough energy to do it consistently and that will cause like rocks to come, come crashing down like, which will let ton, them see ton, we, what they're doing we know that you're reckless but we also love that you're full of energy. Yeah. None of your character flaws are flaws. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just opportunities, baby. It's it's all about using the right tool for the right job, and that applies for personalities as well. And and yeah, and when you're not using them, get them in the fuck in the garage. Don't get let in the toolbox. Don't let Tun Tun see the light of day. I don't want to watch him. <laughs> but but that that happens, right? Um mm-hmm. uh Skaya, the, 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 the tall one, she has a fear of heights. So that has to be tested by the end of the episode. So it's like this thing you're really concerned about. This is actually what we need the most, you know. It, and it, like I think that happened at almost every, damn near every single episode. Yeah, I it's it's like character progression, but um, they don't like they don't carry any of that with them. No, it's 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 for the episode, mm-hmm. and that is it. And um, maybe that's all it needs to be. Maybe you know I. I guess I didn't mind it just because. Even that bare level of them working together, like, sets them so much higher than every other uh, uh, dino truck species out there. Like, they're sure. just doing better. Like, the overall theme of, like, working together helps you do your construction project is not a terrible one. I think that I just didn't like the personalities of the dino trucks themselves. And I, I you know, I'm kind of coming around on it. I'm, I'm shitting on the show more than I really should just because I, it is not for me. Maybe... Maybe from the perspective of some kid watching this, it is perfectly salient. You know, we all came together to do a job and we feel good about it. And maybe well, the actual think... personalities of the people involved don't need to be that developed because as a 10-year-old, you're not that developed. Yeah, like that's not what the show is trying to do. The show is, the, is trying to show problem solving. And each episode I saw, they were solving a different problem. So like uh, in the one where Revit gets eaten, the original problem is like, oh, we want to build this. And they're thinking like, Okay, what kind of rock would be good for that? Do we want a really hard rock like granite? Do we want one that's semi-porous? Do we want like a mixture of rocks? And it's like a really interesting discussion. Um, so like their 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 role is like trying to find the right kind of rock. It's like, oh, it's too hard, but that's really what we need. So we need something that's even harder to break it. Or yeah. like in another episode, you know, they, they get waylaid by a dust storm and have to spend the night in the desert. And these little semi-sentient truck things um like scavenge them and now they have to solve their problem without their most iconic tools so like the way that they solve problems is different every time and i never saw a repetition of it i uh like i let's let's demarcate what we're talking about here a little bit because i think you're mistaking my frustration with the show in one aspect to a just a blanket frustration with everything the show does, and that that is not the case because the actual problem solving I think is great. 
the design mm-hmm. is great. It's just the characters. It just I don't like them and I don't <laughs> want them to be anywhere near each other. Like it it just So like uh one episode, there's uh Tun Tun and Dozer. The 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 people with the least one of the the ones with no personality and one with a shitty personality. Yep. And they there's like this big dust storm. They do the construction thing to like they ran out of food because Tun Tun ate it all cuz he's an idiot. They sure. construct a sort of windshield so that Dozer and and uh and Tuntun can like go to the the ore bunker to get more food so they can wait out the dust storm. And up until this point Tuntun has been just a pain in Dozer's ass. Dozer has like blown up at him and been like just stop stop having energy please. It's too much. <laughs> they don't like each other. I've never seen them interact well at all. Right. And then they go through, they, they go out into the dust storm with this, like, little bunker that they have to move slowly. And Tuntun, like, makes a joke, and Dozer's like, eh, that's actually pretty funny. I'm like, I don't buy this at all. I don't buy this cathartic relationship that is, is, is coming about because they're working together to solve a problem. Because the personalities that they have given me, that there's no peg that fits into a hole because they're just blocks. They're just blocks mashing up on each other. They, there's no interaction mm-hmm. between those two that feels like it makes sense. Yeah, it just, I don't really mind that. It just, it it struck me as like the characters were more plot necessities than characters, and I think that always just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, I didn't mind it as much because like the characterization was always just going to be a plus like it's not a baseline necessity for it's this not type the, of show yeah it's not the selling point i get it mm-hmm. i i think yeah, it just they're, they're, it they're bugs me more they're one-dimensional they're not they're not interesting i know it but but here's the thing when you are selling working together to do a construction project <laughs> that is fine when you're doing working together because we're all friends who like you know like mm-hmm. you know uh like being together that doesn't work, and they're, they're well, doing I, they're doing both, and one of those works really well, and then one of them doesn't work at all. Well, no, because like this, sh- there's a ton of shows that emphasize friendship and and teamwork, but this one like this one shows how oh, I've specialized in something different, and I have a different temperament, but sometimes we need this, and sometimes we need that. Like it kind of appeals to me. Um, but they do that in recess and still have personalities that can you know cohere. I guess because the the problems are person based in that one. Yeah, I mean, like, and that 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 ties back around to like the only problems that we could possibly have are construction projects because they can't be dino truck based. What does a dino truck based problem even look like? I don't know. <laughs> like, there's there's no society here to like grapple with. Yeah, it's a construction based society, which probably merits its own analysis. What does what does that mean? Yeah, like I, like, I don't know. Every. So like all of and, these and creatures, and they're the first ones to figure out what construction is. Yeah, <laughs> so that's wild. All of these creatures are specifically designed. Let's say intelligently designed, maybe even. <laughs> no, to... we absolutely have to say that. There's no other way for it to happen. <laughs> all right. Well, well, you know, there's that cars evolution thing, but <laughs> let's say that they, you know, they appear and they have to construct things. Their entire function is about building things, eating ore, making things more efficient. There is no evidence that any society has existed. Like, how is that possible if you're all about building things that nothing has ever been made except for, like, these two, like, shrines and a garage? I wonder if I used this dump truck orifice on my back to 
make a bunch of cubes instead of all these boulders. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I used this part of me that is part of my physiology that has a clear function. I wonder if I would use that. But just like, hey, uh, hey, buddy, uh, can I borrow that cube? No, it's my cube. Yeah, it's my cube. No, uh, <laughs> t- no, no. T trucks don't uh, don't make friends with long necks or whatever the hell they are. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even like write any of this down. It's just yeah. so hard to pay attention to. Or like uh, like Skya's crane hook. <laughs> yeah, explanation, comes, please. Comes out of her mouth. <laughs> like that's her tongue. Well, I mean, that's kind of like an elephant, right? It's also like a utility nose. Yeah, kind of. But like it has to have things to hook onto, which is just going to be construction stuff. Can't but be anything like, else. At, at, at a point, this whole conceit is so dumb that it, it becomes charming. Like, there's no way to make sense of it. And so I'm just sort of glossed over with the colors and shapes. Well, the, and that's that's what they expect you to do. They expect you to accept the dumbness of the premise intrinsically. <laughs> and I just, I found that hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. It is worth noting not not maybe maybe not in a full-blown conspiracy theory way but like the place where land before time stops is where this starts but now they're all trucks like <laughs> i i feel like there's 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 some glimpse into the brain of the person who came up with this where they're like well what happens after they've reached the great valley everything can't just be okay like you know the there's still going to be racial this. disparities. There's still going to be strife between these, you know. I know that a long neck and 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 a pterodactyl can get along, but now that they have their own families to go back to, I feel like they're going to, you know, segregate again. There's going to be some strife. Also, what if they were dinosaur trucks? <laughs> so the creator, For no reason. Chris Gall, I didn't really look into anything about him, and I'm sure, like, because he writes children's books, he's probably just some, like, you know, nice middle-aged dude with a bow tie. I really kind of hope that he's just this guy who's just like, yeah, what if the end of Land Before Time was just radical? <laughs> what, what if it was robots? What if robots were? Let's get some more torque in here. I, you know, I think, I think I'm just so into the idea of, like, AI and robots as the core of a show mm-hmm. that, it, that, it, that it strikes me as just very strange that it could just be a facet of a show. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, why would you make these robot things if it doesn't add anything? Why, why would you make a robot that isn't the focus of a story, given that we don't have robots? <laughs> like, that, that, that feels crazy to me. But but I'm not looking at it through, like, a kid's programming eyes either. So, like, I, I get why I'm it, being it a little It really hyped, feels really better to treat them like it. trucks than, like, robots. Like smart trucks, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Your smart, smart car got lost in the desert, and it sort of just did the best it could. Yeah, and it got real rugged from all the, from hauling all those rocks. I yeah, imagine it's when, like. Do you think that? A, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to dissect this truck ecology for a second. Like, do you, yeah, let's do you, keep let's keep going on this. Do you, <laughs> this feels like, rich. I don't know. Like, I, I can't talk about the actual characters, so I have to talk about like the kinds of things that they are. Like, why do they eat ore if they're not made out of ore? Yeah, that the, there's there's. You know, they've clearly a specialized metal, like it, steel. It's just all a black box in there. They, and, like, they, treads, like, are they eating rubber? Right, and that's, like, treads are probably not the right way to, like, move in a non... Well, I guess treads would be good for... for, for like, treads are good for the flatlands. Yeah. But, but it like, doesn't help you in the forest, which, why is there a forest? But I mean, like, you need... I don't know, they, they don't, they're not made of wood. 
They don't well, use there, wood. There was one evil dino who had like a big saw blade as a back. It was like that dinosaur that has like a big old sail for a back. You know the one I'm talking about? No. Was it Destruct's older brother? No, no. He it was one brother. of his like henchmen. Okay. He had a brother? He had a brother apparently. I'm, I don't need to get into their reproduction cycles. And given that, uh, given that uh, Destructs was like Brian Doyle Murray, I'm... I'm Pretty sure that means that his older brother must have been like James Earl Jones or some shit, or Captain Michael Richardson. Oh no, no, uh, Destructs is Paul Dobson, one of the oh, Dobson brothers. Oh, right, 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 right. Three brothers, but um, but yeah, like, so so he he was one of those uh, dinos with the sails on his back, but instead it was like a buzz saw, and he really wanted to like have domain over the forest. I assume because he just likes cutting trees down. Yeah, I mean, like, they're, I mean, all the villains are just bullies, like, really. Like, imagine an ecosystem where every adaptation is the equivalent of, oh, you know, beavers have to chew wood or else their teeth will get too long. Like, everything's just like, I have this thing, so I have to use it. Yeah, like a prime directive <laughs> of, of, well, of, these, of this animal society. My tail's a wrecking ball, so it'd be kind of a waste if I didn't use it to wreck shit. You and know, it'd be, it, you know it, it'd be great I'm if I'm a we, dozer, and I love dozing. Right, and it would be great if, like, all of the dozers came, like, started out living in a particular part of la- of uh, of uh, of the world where there were a bunch of caverns and, like, they needed to be able to break apart walls to get from place to place to mine the ore. But they're all in this weird, like, let's talk about the environment that they're in. They're all in this Great Valley-esque, you know, prehistoric, utopia, Jurassic Park-style forest. And it... Like, I, I can't fathom why they're not all underground. The environments are kind of confusing in general because it just feels like this very boring flat land with, you know, nothing on the horizon but more rock formations. It really does feel like this was clipped out of a different, like, prehistory show. Or like, like reboots, um, you know, method of designing background spaces, like... Yeah, wide it, expanse they don't look and then great. some some car- some, some like uh, asset models. They, yeah, they 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 do look kind of pre-rendered garbage. Like I, I don't I don't really like the way the backgrounds look at all. So but yeah, it sounds like what you want to to flesh out this world and make where they come from make sense is to have like a D and D game set where everyone's a dino truck. Yeah, and like let me get. So I, I don't want to come off as you know I <laughs> I need everything to be serious and everything to make sense. I. I like I I can be into the I'm into the idea of dinosaur truck. Yeah. Like but it right, should be like an episode of Megas XLR where he meets them. Well, I mean I don't know. Megas XLR sets everything else really nice cuz we're in Jersey <laughs> and we know what Jersey is and we know yeah, what a nerd yeah. is and we know what a giant robot is and what, what like we know the motivations from every which way. And so now mm-hmm. that we know where all these characters fit, it makes sense for them to behave in yeah. the way. Like, I've it, never for a second doubted Coop and Kiva's relationship. Yeah, but here it's like, hey, guys, we got to work together to get that thing. And it's like, I don't know what bad thing happens if we don't. Well, apparently shutting down is like dying, but they say shut down. Like, uh, I never I saw any shutdown capabilities. The uh, the one where they get lost in the desert, it was, this was actually kind of cool detail. I, I wouldn't have minded a little bit more like this, but uh, Revit explains that uh, Ty is getting is running hotter than everyone else because he's got the largest engine. So the longer they're in the desert without water to like cool oh, him yeah. off or whatever, the worse it'll get for him until he has to shut down. And, you know, I don't know whether shut down is permanent or temporary, but they treat it as like, oh, shit, we got to get him out of here. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like, you know, that, that kind of thing. That, that sort of, we're using the Dinobot uh, physiology here to help our explanations. And there's so much potential for a dump truckosaurus to have like a society that I want to like watch and see what what does it what does a dump truck dinosaur <laughs> like what what do they want what 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 is he after why why is he so uh why is he so angsty about this uh this reptile like I want to know mm-hmm. that stuff and and it's not like I need to know everything I don't know I'm just kind of going in circles there, there, here it's 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 unmotivated the characters the setting nothing makes any sense I'm so used to looking for character motivation because that helps tie a story together that seeing one it it's not that I don't have it it's that it's so blatant that they didn't try. Yeah, it, they they knew from the outset it wasn't going to be the it's focus not their selling because point. of their audience. So, which I understand and am still frustrated mm-hmm. by. I don't know. I'm sorry, everyone. Like I'm I'm being a real curmudgeon for no fucking reason here. <laughs> no, it's fair. I I wasn't expecting you not to like. For me, it just kind of went down smooth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and part of that is just because uh, you know, the character models look good. Um, but also. Like, there's a lot of little things about it that kind of make you want to, you know, grab a shovel and, and dig in. Like, the the getting it done song that they kind of have going throughout it. Yeah, let, let's talk about that. that. That's like a reprise of the intro as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, it, build it, it up. Yeah. It's very clear, very Bob the Builder. Yeah, is that like a, that's like a country western rock thing, isn't it? I don't know exactly what kind of music this is, like an industrial country rock. <laughs> it, it's, it, yeah, it, it feels like a car commercial is it's what it feels like. It's definitely blue collar. It's definitely yes. like, you know, uh, me, we got all kinds of people over here. I'm, I drive a truck and my buddy here works on a farm and his buddy works in the factory, but we're all kinds of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the a- lyrics are nothing inspired, but like, it's got that rhythm. It's got that twang. It's, it's a getting it done song. It does have very good twang, I gotta say. <laughs> That little whistle at the end, where is? <laughs> yeah, no, it it does sound good, and it, it it does. That's the kind of music that you'd want with a hey, let's go build some shit. Mm-hmm. You know, whistle I, while I, you work. Yeah, and and to be like to to talk about the music, um, they have like the the show sounds like what if dinosaurs were trucks, <laughs> you know. <laughs> They really commit to that aspect they, they, of the show. They, they do. Like, they give me all of the flavor of that. That's not lacking. Like, there's lots of truck and construction sounds to accompany what is presumably the sounds of normal folk moving around <laughs> in this society. Like, in the first episode, there's those brontosaurus cranes. They, they use those cables to winch their fallen brothers to the feet. Super good. And, and God help me, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a brontosaurus <laughs> crane getting winched to his feet. You know, that's, Ugh. yeah, so, like, I like the sound design on this. I, just just so that I can, like, talk a little sugar about, like, the, 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 the character Yeah, every, every time, as like, well. Revit, like, whirs and, like, changes one of his, uh, you know, power tool settings. Like, it sounds like it sounds when you, uh, you know, you have you have a power screwdriver and you're like, vroom, vroom. Or like, when like he, it's fun. Or, like, he, he sc- like, scampers across the, uh, across the floor and it makes, like, those little tick, 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 that kind of thing. Makes him sound like a real critter. Uh, I, I like when uh, they do like the tail bump in the first episode, and it does like, like that, that really cute little tink. Yeah, that's really good. Um, there's an interesting difference in the way that the dino trucks and the rep tools talk, um, because the dino trucks tend to be very like frank and direct, uh, and the rep tools are much more like witty. <laughs> uh, so I just started. I was 
I was okay. I don't know. I don't know how deep this is gonna go. Um, stop me if it gets unwholesome. Uh, I, I started watching Beast Stars. Okay. Which is what if uh, a predator prey relationship was also sex? All right. It's it's a bunch of animals that are in high school and they're all like they're anthropomorphic animals so like they're all upright and whatnot and they have bodies that are human and yeah heads. zootopia it's very sexy it's, it's what if zootopia was sexy what if zootopia got horny? What, what, what if zootopia was Sexier. more sexy yes. and horny? More, less ashamed let's say let's 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 um less likely to get me put on some sort of watch list well i'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a word uh Let's, let's, let's prudish. What if Zootopia wasn't as much of a prude? Yeah. That, that's yeah, what, what if that it is. let its hair down and just kind of... What they do in that show, I think is kind of cool, is that they have this predator-prey allegory to the kind of the main romantic pairing, and they always phrase it in a way that isn't entirely removed from who has the power dynamic here. Some of it is probably, you know, gender specific, but also it is the fact that we are different species with a different ecological profile. And uh-huh. that's kind of what I felt like with Ty and Revit's relationship was, first of all, they're super horned for each other. But secondly, they are not. They're I know, just simpatico. They're, they're just sim- buds. They are very simpatico. They are the definition, textbook definition of simpatico. <laughs> <laughs> He sleeps on his head. That is so cute. And like I was watching a little bit like into like later seasons. I feel like they all get like a pet like reptile somehow. Like they all no, buddy just, up. There's these other three that show up all at once and kind of go together and they're just sort of extra adjective people. I, I mean like yeah. That, that, they that never is, contribute. That is true. They're no Revit. Uh, even yeah. Destrux has one. But that, yeah, that I always, hated him. That, that always felt more like a uh, Dr. Robotnik and uh, and his his minion kind of relationship. Like, it, he just works for him and he doesn't like him, but he has to kiss his ass kind of thing. Yeah, I need a guy around here who I can smack when I'm mad. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, you're, the, you're the boss, boss. But I guess what I'm saying is I really like in Beastars how you have this relationship that is motivated by their different ecological profiles. And you mm-hmm. also do kind of have that here that, like, the rep tools tend to be a lot more like a lot less risk or a lot more risk averse. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they're not they're, giants. <laughs> they're cautious, right? You know, they, yeah, they aren't titans. <laughs> um, and they, you know, they, they, they have been living their lives as like, if you're not watching and constantly looking and planning your next move, you get stepped on. So I like that there, there is like a little hint of, their personalities are impacted by how they fit into this structure. Yeah, and, like, they need to know a bit more about stuff because, like, it's less obvious how to use their particular tool set. Like, oh, if I'm a, if I'm a dino truck, yeah, I got this wrecking ball thing. That's, that's physics 101. Mm-hmm. But Revit, the way that he walks is on his feet at, in, in, like, the palm area of his, of his forelimbs those are magnets, and that's how he's able to walk on the metal bodies of the uh, dino trucks as well so as good. on rocks. That is so like that, good. That's a great little detail, and now it's like, oh, he also needs to understand magnetism. Like, he's just operating at a little bit of a higher level. I, I, I think that, you know, it, as, as you're talking about Revit, it's really clarifying to me why I'm so upset with this show. And I think that it does come back to the fact that I just consider it a huge cog tease. And just, I, I, like, there's so much promise in a reptile toolbox or a truck, uh, 
or a truck dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And and I I want to see more of the story focus on that aspect of it. Well, then then you would kind of have like a like a mech anime, right? Like, oh, we got these four people, and they each service the robot in a different way. And then at the end of the day, we need to have a big robot battle. Uh, I mean, I mean, you could like I I kind of would have wouldn't have minded like a Doctor Stone esque like let's just create a society sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Because like the problems, yeah, that I, so- I wish they had done more of that. Because the problems that they would face as like the first kinds of uh I, I keep on wanting to call them animals and it's really pretentious part of my brain is like that's not precise enough ben um <laughs> these, it's, all, it's also wrong <laughs> these dino trucks yeah i mean if they're also just people right um mm-hmm. what, what i want to see is like them to start building a society and have like reptiles being like hey the you know distribution of ore is not fair to us because we require you know a more sustained like we can't just eat once in the morning diet. and be cool yeah, yeah exactly so like these rations aren't going to work good for us you you wanted to come back in season five and have there be like a bowling alley like we've progressed to that point yeah exactly it comes with <laughs> a full circle with the uh, flintstones yeah <laughs> oh man yeah that's how they did it that's how they do it they go from land before time into dino trucks and ride into flintstones <laughs> oh but before land before time jetsons just to kind of just kind of <laughs> mess with things just to complete the ouroboros that is our carton cast lore <laughs> uh, yeah i mean it's but like like it's the, a the, shame the, because it feels like it could reach higher than every it did. every time you see revit do anything i'm like yes there is story you can do here just who, here nowhere else who was in charge of this character can we put them in charge of the whole show just give them give them their own show yeah i so i think that's why and i know that i'm being unfairly upset about it but i think that is the core of why is mm-hmm. because there are parts of it that are very promising because the idea is amazing yeah it's just uh you know it it i don't think it's a lack of effort it might be a lack of focus it might be a, a like they just weren't interested in that aspect of things yeah i, I think it's probably a, a combination of all of those and like i i'm not like I'm not like somebody who says this show can't exist because it's not perfect, right? Or because <laughs> it is commercially motivated, you know? I, but it would have been so easy to go that little extra. Like, writing an interesting character when you have five seasons and a roughly unlimited budget is not that hard. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't it, it, need a lot of people on it. No, it, it feels like it would have been easier to buff this out than a lot of different shows because the concept on its own is already there. I think maybe it just needed... It just needed some, 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 eh, it didn't need anything. It, you know, it, I'm judging it on my metrics. It didn't need anything. This has what people <laughs> like. This has what the, this has what kids like, and it's well executed as it. It the just, concept, it just makes me sad. The concept is one huge support beam, and they're like, engineering wise, we don't need to do anything more. <laughs> it's just a monolith. <laughs> what, what, what does monolith. it do? You're looking at it. <laughs> You're like, it's a dinosaur that's a truck. What? I don't understand your problem. <laughs> It's like that anime with a guy with a gun for a head. <laughs> Have you seen that? Uh, I haven't seen it. I've heard about it. There's whisperings about it. And like, you know, the entire, <laughs> like a lot of the internet is just going like, what else do you want? <laughs> it's a guy with gun for head. I've done everything I need to do. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, before even looking at it, whether you're into it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, and there's an element of that that does appeal to me of like. <laughs> screw you we're making a dinosaur that's a truck yeah a- axe cop <laughs> like that, that's yeah. the level of work 
Yeah, but like the t- the tone of that was, we are being ridiculous, and and yeah. I don't th- I don't feel like this one treats itself ridiculously. This one treats itself seriously. That's the other thing about it is it it treats itself as like a, a serious. Let's all work together to do this construction thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On time and under budget. Yep. Um, I mean, like, feels like a success to me. IMDb's uh, trivia page says uh, the following may contain a spoiler for this series. <laughs> no real dinosaurs appear in this series. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're real to my heart. <laughs> that's what counts. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's that's ridiculous. I, I bumped around Common Sense Media because I was wondering what they had made of this. Um, yeah, know. I was curious as well. Yeah, they. Uh, it's 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 full of adults who are treating it with more seriousness than they have to, which is kind. Of, <laughs> which is what I've been doing, but like it's it's fun to laugh at other people doing my failures. So that was fun. <laughs> Wait, were they? <laughs> Did they approve or were they upset? Well, the ones that were upset were like upset about like the fact that it has violence in it. Uh, let, let yeah, because they're trucks that are dinosaurs. Yeah, there's, there's like, got to be some violence in there. It, uh, the only way you could be more violent is if it had a gun for a head. Like, <laughs> I don't see a reason that that can't happen. Oh man, what a, what an absolute like blue balls moment if this dino truck show had no violence that'd be amazing like i, I mean like we're already kind of there as far what, as what, like what, what a, like art installation piece that would be you know it's we haven't really talked about it at length or, or kind of dove into it what do you think is the like let, let's talk a minute for like the i i know why dinosaurs appeal to kids like they're mm-hmm. they're they're really primal savage cool things they roar a lot they're neat designs they make loud sounds and there's some sort of majesty to something that that is that big right yeah what is the appeal of trucks to kids because i know it exists but i no longer can inhabit it trucks and construction equipment and i think it actually does scratch a similar itch as the dinosaurs do because when you're i agree you're you're surrounded by these giants who control everything about your life and there's this like next logical step up of like big beasts and huge machines and you're like even my parents who you know control my entire world they are ants compared to that thing sure yeah maybe maybe it's also just like an aspect of that's the apex predator in my real world like th- those are the big things that I see in actual life that move. <laughs> One of them big I'm, caterpillar can, uh, uh, thing, you know, big shovels. <laughs> like I'm, that's I'm, Ben's I'm, natural predator. Am I, am I making nonsense <laughs> because he here? just because because you just sleep in like dirt mounds. I feel like I'm making nonsense here, but I'm going to keep going with it. No, like when you're a kid and you're looking around for like things to focus on, you're looking at things that move, right? Like those are the kinetic mm-hmm. things that you want to pay attention to. Some of those things are trucks or or cars like big things that move are like they have this sort of fixation to a young mind right yeah you look at the the big moving thing like we're we're, we're really into that as kids it's we not like a dog it. where like it could hurt you it's like this is a giant thing that can't harm you it's just like your parents okay um but and uh, so are dinosaurs because they don't they're they're not real yeah just like your parents um but <laughs> Oh, that, that got dark. But, like, I, I think that's interesting. Like, the idea that they just, you gravitate toward this big stuff. And I, I yeah. don't know where to go with that. I just thought it was kind of an interesting thing to point out. 
Yeah. Kids like big stuff. Kids, like you said, have that sort of natural wonderment. You know, we looked at this with the Magic School Bus. Like, they want to know how things work. And this, like, the the engineering aspect of it are just more intuitive to children, I think, than a lot of scientific stuff. Here's something interesting. Like, oh, it's big. It can move more things. Got what, it. What is more appealing to you? Mm. A dinosaur or a truck? And I'm, I'm, I'm being very serious here. I, I, I want to know what you think. So my walk from the parking lot to my uh, office every day mm-hmm. for the past couple of years has gone by a construction site. So I'm kind of poisoned to it just because the smells and the sounds and the dust and all that really gotcha. bothers me. Gotcha. Um, and dinosaurs have never hurt me. So you go with dinosaurs. They're just, it's Pokemon, man. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't stay mad at them. Let's, let's, no, but let's focus like, in on that. What if, the what, if the, what if the dinosaurs had names I could remember? Zane, I think, I think the thing that you were picking up on is agency. That's what uh-huh. we're, the, like, I think that's what, in order to appeal to a kid, you only maybe need that aspect of, uh, this thing is big and it moves, right? Mm-hmm. But when you get older... I don't know maybe if this is across the board true. I think it's definitely true for me is that I don't really care about a truck, but I absolutely still care about a dinosaur. And I, it's cuz there's still like an intelligence behind it. Like there's still something that I can sort of interact with on an intellectual level even if huh. it's cuz a truck is just a tool. Now that I know yeah. what it is, it's just on rails. It doesn't doesn't think, it doesn't decide. There's nothing to really discuss there. It's just like a, an aspect of engineering. I don't appreciate it as like an entity that I can, that is yeah, it's, worthy it's, of respect. It's part of the project. It's it's a tool. Right. But those like, are just big lizards. Like, and I like lizards. Like, when I look at a lizard, I'm like, oh, man, this thing that would have terrified me 10,000 years ago, like, we beat you. We won. <laughs> we, were, we were declared the winner by Meteor. <laughs> That's how it works. That's the only true victory I know. But, but like, this. Oh, that would have been a good uh, intro as well. Like a boxing match between a dinosaur and a truck. Maybe this is after the end of Dinosaurs, <laughs> that, uh, that old show where, where, like, it ends with the, the, the meteor hitting or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I th- isn't that strange, though? Like, that we, that we gravitate toward, like, a, a, a gigantic lizard as opposed to a truck. But, like, when we're very small, we don't actually. They both seem cool to us. I don't know. I, I don't I think, know what the difference is. <laughs> well, because trucks are normal to us now. Because just because we're used to it. And dinosaurs are as far away as, as they've ever been. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, every time I interact with a dinosaur, it's always in a spectacle way. It's yeah, always it's over at, the phone because <laughs> they're in prison and we're looking be- at each other behind those glass walls. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll talking be out on the in a phone. couple, a couple and the T Rex can't actually talk back because it can't lift up that phone because again, those tiny arms. It's very sad. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think kids like dinosaurs, and I I never really gave it more thought than that. I could probably look it up, but I think it's. I just think it's interesting. Like I, I think it's interesting yeah. what the young mind versus the old mind kind of gravitates to as this is a cool thing because it's it's such a it's such a. Um, uh, a opaque a concept to begin with like what is cool what things what what do you think as cool yeah and it used to be both dinosaurs and trucks and now it's just dinosaurs and i, I think there's something to be said in that uh i do want to bring up an anecdote because i i just think that this is very funny sure um my old boss uh had a kid and he told me that he was trying to like suggest costumes for halloween for the kid and like the kid <laughs> 
like he was like oh you want to go as a cowboy you want to go as like a, a dinosaur or you want to go as like um a spaceman anything like that and he's like i want to be a dump truck <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was like now hang on do you mean like you want to be a garbage man like the guy who drives the dr- dump truck no <laughs> and so <laughs> i want to be the dump my, truck. My, my poor boss had to construct a dump truck costume for his child <laughs> And I, I didn't want to get us to get through dino trucks without bringing that up. So that's great. That's great. Yeah, because you know it's it's like one of those little kid things. Like when I grow up, I want to be a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. And then you say paleontologist because like is that going to get me close to the dinosaurs? <laughs> yes. It's either ah, that or Ben's knowledge. Huh. Yeah. All right, and that is a uh, that's dino trucks. It is a show. Yep. Yep. It's it's a show that. You know, it's it's kind of cool that we see the modern incarnation of the He-Man formula of let's make a show to sell this toy. Mm-hmm. And this this is that. Like, I don't think that there's any argument against the fact that this is kind of made to sell toys. Yeah, it's it's very much a modern incarnation of that spirit, whereas, like, models are great, plots are pretty bare bones, characters are one-sentence summaries, mm-hmm. um, but they're, you know... It's I imagine that this is how easily things go down to people who grew up in the 80s, you know, He-Man was for them. It's morphin' time, yeah. Oh, God, it's morphin' time. Here, here's a thought experiment, Zane. What do they make when they combine? When What is their Megazord form? Oh, the, the characters in this? Yeah. I feel like Skya has to be the head or, like, some sort of, like, chest hook. It's got to be something that isn't bilateral because her, you know, her physiology yeah, is so s- different. They're going to slant a bit. Right. I'm um, thinking the tail. Like, get get the neck in there for a tail. She'll have a real bad time. Yeah, her, all the blood. But she's a woman in a rush to her head. So that's, you know, that's that's what you'd expect. Yeah, you put the you put the bad dinosaurs on the bottom, and then Ty can be the head, and then, you know, you'll <laughs> have, you'll have, I feel like Tun Tun is the cod piece. <laughs> Dude. This is, the, this is the only part I'm willing to play. <laughs> I'm holding back so much cod. Thanks, Double D. <laughs> what they do to him <laughs> he should have never left the cul-de-sac for greener pastures my poor boy <laughs> my poor me poor boy uh, but like what what is the megazord like construction thing yeah oh like what do they actually turn into yeah i think it would have to be um oh like that uh that 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 thing from big the uh the, uh, the, <laughs> the 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 machine that the, tells yeah, the, him his future, the, the building that turns into a robot or, or whatever that is. Oh yeah, 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 the building. No, not the Zoltar machine. <laughs> no, I mean the in, in that scene where he like is pitching uh, cartoon idea or comic ideas, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, "Here's our newest thing." He's like, "Well, well, it's just a building turning into a turning into a a, a robot." They, like, there's a ton of them that does that. Why not a bug turning into a robot? Yeah. Well, I feel like with the shapes of these things, like, you just disassemble them a little bit or, like, space out the parts, and they could be a pretty cool, um, like, playground. I think I think it should just be a big thresher. <laughs> a big old thresher. <laughs> it should be the leveler. It should be the leveler from, uh, from, uh, Fern Gully. Wow. Oh, yeah, that big thing. Yeah, that had enough parts. Yeah. And, like, all of them are built for destruction anyway. Let's not mince words, so <laughs> that's that's what they're doing. Built to wreck. Built to wreck to make some coal. I'm going to wreck it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I, I had some tangents lined up, and there wasn't a good way to put them in earlier in the episode, so I, I just figured I'd add, add them all at the yeah, end when you're fine. tired. 
Oh, there was one other thing that I wanted to, to touch on. Yeah. A question that I just, I couldn't get in edgewise earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I was wondering whether it makes more sense for this show to exist in prehistory or in an urban setting. Because those are kind of the only two ways you can do it, right? It's it's weird because we don't really see much outside of this, like, gray expanse of rock. Right. They, they, I mean, like, there, there are surrounding areas, and there are, you know, different biomes as the plot requires, which is expected. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if it would have been better if they had, like, like you were saying, like a, uh, a decaying urban kind of post-apocalyptic. Where they find, like, remnants of the old society, and they're trying to solve a mystery over the course of a season. And... Yeah, and of course, by, by this point, we are no longer in selling to kids territory, but, you know. Yeah. And that's why you have to do it in the prehistoric era. I think that actually does make sense. Big old, they need do... big old spaces. They need to be able to, uh, you know, run around and and do things. Well, and they need like to be a... able to act yeah. with wild abandon. It's got to be a place that kids associate with fun. Mm-hmm. Right? Outside, kids love outside. Outside, yeah, exactly. Kids love outside and engineering. It's not a. It's not an accident that the place that they hang out in looks like a ballpark. Like it looks like the <laughs> sandlot. Like that that place where they're constantly playing rock football. That looks like mm-hmm. a, that looks like a baseball diamond to me. <laughs> or, or and like what a, kid doesn't love like playing that. around the quarry? <laughs> yeah, just ye old quarry. Having uh, old uh, Foreman Jenkins shaking his fist at you as you make <laughs> off with his with his precious uh, diamonds. Uh, d- you know, divorce angst. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever a Foreman's have. Uh, and that's Dino. And that's Dino Trucks. Now we've ended it with Foreman angst. <laughs> I knew we'd get there eventually, Zane. Yeah, we did. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry together, I was such a such a weird grouse this episode. I don't know what about this <laughs> bothered me so much, but uh, it's I'm, fine. I'm I'm I, I think that we said plenty about this, mm-hmm. and never have to again. Um, Zane, what are we watching next time? Next time we are going to watch Doctor Who: The Power of the Daleks, a weird quote unquote show where they animated some old lost audio footage mm-hmm. and i'm looking forward to that because i don't know what that's gonna be like yeah i'll be really interested because I, I i did have a who phase right yeah and, yeah and not not merely like a bob o'reilly who phase no that's yet to come you got to hit your 50s before you really start appreciating <laughs> that yep a teenage wasteland it's... you see <laughs> it was a teenage wasteland they were all on my lawn <laughs> there was a there was a teenage wasteland there were dinosaurs everywhere <laughs> there, were dino trucks, there were dump dinos everywhere it was terrible <laughs> playing in my yard <laughs> yeah it's stealing my forum angst For, forum foreman george foreman um eric foreman red foreman there we are put up your ass all right say <laughs> yeah, <all> right. <laughs> <laughs> i'm going down my own my own personal wikipedia hole here and ben how about after that <laughs> coming up next for our 150 uh we we were thinking about this a lot we wanted to do something that is pretty substantial um we had a couple ideas that we are going to shove back to 200 or so, or maybe 175, because they just don't fit the moment well. But I think what does fit the moment is something we haven't looked at in a bit, uh, which is a long-running superhero series. Uh, And one that kind of clocked in my memory recently that I haven't been able to get out of, and I've actually started rewatching it a little bit, Mm. is Static Shock. Yes. Gonna be B, gonna be B, gonna be superhero. He's gonna be Static Shock. I... I really like that. I remember really enjoying the show and thinking that it did a lot of uh, 
really interesting takes on the superhero theme. I actually, I was in my Teen Titans phase reading the comic books when he became a member. And that was a weird like, oh, he's allowed to be in comic books too. That's that's interesting. Yeah, he's he's a weird kind of C-lister that somehow made an A-list cartoon. And I, I'm like really interested to kind of dive into that and like explain why he's so much better than like watching Superman or Green Lantern do anything. Because mm-hmm. like, it, it does feel pretty similar to the Spider-Man formula of like the, the neighborhood superhero, but with like a healthy dose of kind of modern urban uh, street life difficulty culture. Like there's tons yeah. of teenage gangs running around and like a lot of stuff that revolves around that sort of uh, that sort of class of teenager that I think is, is going to be really fun to talk about. Yeah. What, what, if, what if Spider-Man wasn't just interesting for the character but the actual setting and like what if the problems he was trying to solve weren't just crime but like day-to-day living situations what if spider-man was in the boondocks Ooh, that, that, now that, we're talking that, that might that might be a bridge too far but you know there, <laughs> there definitely is a racial element that that plays pretty heavily into that so we'll try to do it justice without sounding too I, weird. I remember it being elegantly done i i do too i, but I, I just can't say for sure but i never i would love a second opinion on this uh, yeah, yeah i remember it being elegantly done but i do have no recollection of us being elegantly done so so i i i think we're going to have to just watch our feet um, but it's a, it's well worth talking about, and I think it's a great show, and I'm excited to watch the, yeah. probably all of it. Yeah. And yeah. if the audience wants to tell us uh, when they think that we are elegantly done, what should they do? <laughs> Ding. Uh, what you can do is go to our Facebook page, go to our website, cartoncast.com or fancybat.com, and leave us a comment about either uh, uh, Rise of the Daleks, right? Is that right? Doctor Something Who, about the Daleks. Doctor Who and the Dalek bunch <laughs> <laughs> the dalek bunch bringing up three very lovely uh uh, uh cybermen oh, cybermen is not the word i wanted uh i was thinking companion uh-huh uh but yeah uh if you want to talk to us about either that or static shock um go to our website and you can leave us a uh, comment or a suggestion for a different show on our contact page you can go to uh you can sorry i've lost my train of thought you can Ooh, you like, gotta put that you gotta put more steam in that train so that it can ride down the rails i need to eat a bunch more ore um uh, i'm so dumb this episode uh, <laughs> anyway uh you can go to um apple Podcasts if you want to give us a rating or review which would really help you can you know the possibility space exists for you to follow us on Twitter, but we don't do anything there yet, so you're welcome to do it. But, but don't expect miracles? Is this how I sell the podcast? This is, this is traditionally not how you plug your Twitter handle. <laughs> and more than anything else, just tell your friends about the show. I would love it if uh, YouTubers, like, at the end of the thing, instead of saying, like, yeah, like and subscribe <laughs> and hit that, that bell, they're like, I guess uh, you could go down there if you really wanted to, but I wouldn't recommend it. And then just, like, not give the name of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a Twitter handle. You can find it. You know what it's at. <laughs> no, but but seriously, we actually do have a Twitter handle at the Cartoncast, and uh, we, we basically just plug our shows for right now, but maybe I'll start getting into, you know voicing some other opinions on uh, modern cartoons and the like so mm-hmm. check us out there if you want to see whether i do that or not it's a yeah. toss-up right now folks dm ben some uh pics of some dino trucks 
Uh, <laughs> That's all I get for the rest of my Twitter life. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh, fan art dino trucks? Like, oh, oh like that yeah. Brave Star fan art? Yeah, I would love that. I would love like a, a fucking rowdy, like Revit, like muscly Revit standing on his hind legs flexing in a mirror. Oh, I was thinking one of those like spitter dinosaurs, but instead of acid, it spit like wrenches. <laughs> I don't, no, like a like a like epoxy. Oh yeah, yeah, like a resin. Yeah, they would have to spit like some resin, sort of just resin. like glistening down Revit's broad shoulders. <laughs> See, for instead instead of like going for the rest of like an outro, I, I I think we haven't really done the possibility space. Uh, I have been using that too much. I think we haven't done really done the idea of Dino Trucks justice by not positing one ourselves. <laughs> Let's each make a character. A dino mm. slash truck or a rep tool. I'll allow <laughs> Original that character, well. do not steal. Please steal my character. <laughs> I would be thrilled if you stole it. Yeah, I, I took this uh, plesiosaur and I turned him into a submarine. <laughs> Can I do a Loch Ness? Yeah, like like a like an or- oing. No, what? It's not oingo boingo. Uh, Ogo pogo. <laughs> Ogo pogo. It's not oingo boingo. No. Uh, let me think here. I, I like my decision, like my uh, my plesio sub. Plesio sub is pretty good. I think that's <laughs> the head's I, a periscope, and it like eats like algae. It probably eats something. I don't think it. It has to eat like underwater minerals, mm-hmm. which are like uh, you know, they they have like those vents that have uh, that uh, <laughs> that that have like mineral stuff in it, as well as like the microbacteria. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like those underwater like crystal caverns that they have, or like coral. Coral is a good middle ground, right? It, it's like yeah. it's like living, but it's also like rocks. Yeah, so that would be like barbed wire, <laughs> like sentient barbed wire coral. Why weren't we doing this the whole episode? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You want you wanted to be pissy about how the characters weren't characters. <laughs> <laughs> you got off on a whole thing about this kids' cartoon not satisfying your needs for good plot progression and character growth. I, I, I'm not gonna get back into it. You're right. You're right. We should have been talking about Plesio Sub. Plesio Sub. I, I got to come up with one now. I'm feeling like I'm not doing my my, my I'm not doing justice. And remember um, to Plesio subscribe to our channel if you want. Like, I don't uh, care. What about like a like a trilobite? Oh, that yeah. was that's also like a like a stud finder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and it uh it like clamps down with the with the gross part and then rotates itself to to take the studs out yeah exactly you got it yeah i'm game. <laughs> we figured it out and it leaves a trail of like those wall fasteners so that you can put your pictures up you call them a trilobiter and like the way it fastens to things is by chomping down yeah i love the trilobiter <laughs> the trilobiter and the plesiosub these are some great Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, so send Ben these pictures. Why weren't we doing this the whole time? Zane, do you want to start the episode over and just talk about that? <laughs> Only if we can do that intro of uh, Dinosaur versus Truck in a boxing ring. <laughs> and three, two, one. <laughs>